0: and welcome to our podcast twice exceptional teens exploring and living with neurodiversity my name is kate i am 16 years old and i have adhd and am gifted hence the name of the podcast usually i host this podcast with my brother patrick who's 13 and also has adhd but he is busy this week so today it'll just be me In this episode, I will be discussing my history, including my ADHD diagnosis and my giftedness. But first, I would just like to acknowledge that we are going to be working on recording these episodes for YouTube, so in the future, you may be able to watch us as well as listen to us if you're listening right now on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For this week's definition, I'm going to explain the difference between neurodivergent and neurotypical. The definition of neurodivergent is differing in mental or neurological function from what is considered typically normal, frequently used with reference to autism spectrum disorders. Neurotypical is what someone who is not neurodivergent is called, so people without like autism, ADHD, dyslexia, Tourette syndrome, all of the things that like fall under the neurodiversity, if they don't have that, then they're neurotypical, if they do, then they're neurodivergent. So now I'm gonna be diving into my history with ADHD. But for some backgrounds, I first am gonna talk about my giftedness diagnosis. So I'm the middle child of three siblings. I was born in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And we moved to Phoenix when I was less than a year old. I was about six months old. My older sister was probably about two or three. My brother was not born yet. So I was tested for giftedness in kindergarten. And I went to a private school in pre-k through 8th grade and was not being challenged enough at that point, though, in the kindergarten class because I was very far ahead in reading and math, especially, was super easy for me. I was able to solve simple algebraic equations at that point. And so my mother had me tested for giftedness and it proved that I was, in fact, gifted. We considered switching me to a gifted program at a different school but I had not liked it much during my visit there. I don't remember most of the visit, but I do remember thinking that it was kind of super chaotic in there, which I guess makes sense given everything that I know about giftedness. So then what ended up happening was in first grade I was able to do a somewhat advanced math program at the, with the group where they took a few of us aside and we did that. But that didn't quite work out either, so then in 2nd grade what they did is I skipped up to 3rd grade math and then eventually 4th grade math. And so I've just been doing math 2 years ahead ever since for the duration of this time. And by the time I got into 7th and 8th grade where there was no other places for me to go, I was taught math privately. And it was actually very helpful because I got to learn a lot of stuff from my math teacher about Algebra 2 and Trigonometry which I found very useful in my high school math classes. I'm currently a sophomore in elder, Honors Trig pre and it has been a pretty easy time for me as well. The only issue I ever really had with math was Math Facts which is when they did like the Times math test where it was like a hundred questions in three minutes or whatever. I was not very good at those because I didn't like answering questions fast and I didn't really care about it because it never really bothered me. I always thought if I could get the correct answer then it doesn't matter how long it takes me to get there and I still kind of believe in that but not as much because now I can do the math facts pretty quickly. So, also, I was in the same math class as my sister from second until sixth grade. In second grade, it was the most awkward for me at jumping two years ahead, but by the time I got older, I was very used to it. It became very normal for me. Like, when I went into the math class, it didn't bother me as much, and I had the same math teacher when I was in third grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, and fifth grade. So, most of the grades, I had the same math teacher for that, so that made it a lot easier as well. Okay, so now for some of my ADHD story, because this blends in now. So it was the summer before fifth grade when I was diagnosed with ADHD. I was around 10 years old, so I'd already been diagnosed with giftedness for a while at this point. Patrick was actually diagnosed before me, despite me being the older one of us. So how it happened was basically, my father had taken Patrick in for the test because Basically, the teacher had just like said, hey, you should check this out. And so that's what they did. And they took him in, right? And then they had to fill out a survey at the beginning, which I will talk about my experience getting diagnosed a little bit later. But they had to fill out a survey at the beginning. And when they were filling out the survey, my dad kept being like, well, no, Patrick might not have that, but Kate does. Or there were some that both of us had. It was very just like, wow, maybe we should actually consider this. So he texted my mom. And they both considered it, and then in the end, I was taken in to get diagnosed. So the testing process itself was pretty simple. Basically, at the beginning, they had you fill out a survey, or they had the parent fill out the survey in this case, that had like a 1 to 5, how much does this apply to you, or whatever, with a ton of questions on it. And then we went and we talked to a doctor for a little bit. And basically I just kinda sat there. It was mostly my parents talking, obviously. My mom was talking to the doctor a lot. And then I was in for the actual test. And what they did is basically they took me into a smaller room, more like a more like a closet-ish, but like bigger than that. And there was like a computer screen. And they had like letters pop up on the screen. And I was supposed to like press the button when the X appeared on the screen or whatever. And so I was just doing that. It was fine. But it was just awkward because there was another dude in there just sitting behind me with, like, a thing, just, like, judging me as I did it. And that made me feel super awkward. But I also did wiggle around a lot during that test, so that may have been part of the reason why I ended up getting diagnosed. Because I literally could not sit still when I was younger. Okay, so after a lot of stuff, I was eventually diagnosed with ADHD on that day. Obviously, this was a pretty important part in my life because it did explain a lot of my past, including why my third grade teacher often complained about my inability to sit still and why I tended to zone out during classes. There also happened to be a lot of confusion though because I was academically gifted, I had good grades, and never had any major behavioral issues which are generally some of the things that are associated with having ADHD. Because ADHD is thought of to be a deficit or disorder, and it does tend to get in the way of school. But I actually never really had that part of the struggle as much, or at least I didn't notice it as much. Because I think that what happened is I, in some ways, I did have to work harder than other people, but since I was gifted also, in the end it was kind of this weird balance where I found school to be pretty easy, Because of my giftedness, especially at a young age, because things just made sense to me, and so it was pretty boring. But then also, I just literally could not sit still in a classroom, and would zone out in the middle of class. So if I didn't have that extra advantage of the giftedness, it would be a lot harder for me to maintain those good grades, I think. And I worked hard and figured out different solutions, especially as I got older, on how to actually manage my ADHD and figure out different systems to help me balance it as well as I take an ADHD medication now and then I also never had any major behavioral issues this is just kind of I don't know part of this also has to do with the stereotypes and the gender part of ADHD because like basically there's a lot of stereotypes that come with ADHD it's usually thought of as being like A young boy, right? And this young boy has had difficulties in school, gets in trouble all the time, never stops moving. That's what the people think of when they think of ADHD, if they think of ADHD at all, which some people, it never even crosses their minds. And so those stereotypes really just go along with it, because girls aren't even thought of as having ADHD. Like, every time I've told someone I've had ADHD, they've always been just completely shocked. And it's not that I'm not showing the symptoms. Because I definitely am showing the symptoms. I move around constantly. I zone out constantly. Everyone is always very confused. I never could sit still when I was younger. I would be wiggling all the time. And yet, when the diagnosis happened, everyone was just very, very shocked. Because a girl having this was, like, totally shocking to them. There is a 3 to 1 ratio of boys to girls diagnosed with ADHD, and I think part of it is the stereotypes and gender relation to ADHD because that's really just caused that major, like, gap where people don't take girls in to do that, especially because they don't tend to have as many behavioral issues because they've had to learn self-control a lot earlier in their lives than the boys who have been given more freedom when they were younger to do stuff like that. And also, a lot of times it's based on teachers, and if the teacher doesn't decide or think that the girl could have ADHD because they don't consider it, then the parent might not ever know that it's even an option. Our parents never really considered it to be an option until after Patrick was diagnosed, and then they realized that I might actually have ADHD, and it turned out we were correct. So, living with ADHD has been really interesting for me. Um... Yeah, it's been a really weird time. I've gotten very used to it at this point. I've grown very comfortable with the idea also. Because when I was younger, I was very, like, almost afraid of the idea of having ADHD. And I didn't want to, like, tell anybody. And I was like, what is this? Why is this happening to me? Of course, I did tell everybody. Or at least I mentioned it more often than not because I, like, literally cannot keep a secret. But, yeah... It was just weird because I was like, this just seems like something odd to have, and I was like, oh, this actually, okay, I could be diagnosed with this, but this doesn't affect my entire life. And then, as I learned more about the condition, especially through its online presence, because it has really grown a lot online recently, I learned a lot more about it, and it made me realize that there's a lot more to the condition than people originally thought, because, like, off basic instinct i would say that people just consider ADHD and they think of the hyperactivity part and the zoning out in class part but there is even more to that and some of these other symptoms are the things i show especially because my biggest issue that i've always had is that i cry a lot when i get frustrated like i literally cannot control my emotions i will start crying very easily and oftentimes this is just like It just happens to me where, like, I get very emotional very easily, and so that becomes a major part of my life. And then, like, things like—small things set me off all the time, so, like, I will be building up the stress, and then something small ends up setting me off, and I start crying that day. And usually it's just something small, like someone bothering me when I'm trying to work on an assignment, or, like, I don't know when I realized that I accidentally dropped that one shoe or that one pencil, and it just annoys me, and then I start crying, and everyone has always been really concerned about it. But I never thought it was my ADHD, I just thought it was that I was a sensitive person. But I never realized that those two things are very associated with each other. Because, like, Patrick, of course, he experiences this also, because we're really bad at, like, controlling our emotions, that's just part of the ADHD thing. But he tends to get angry very easily, which is more of what people think of when the, if they think of ADHD as an emotional thing at all, instead of the crying thing. People don't really consider that to be it, but that's what it is for me. And then the other big part with me has been the hypersensitivity part. I experience hypersensitivity very extremely. When I was younger, I used to scream whenever my dad would touch my ears. Like, I got my ears pierced when I was, like, two, but whenever someone would touch my ears, I would start screaming. I really hated it. I could throw up in bathrooms when they smelled too bad. Like, I overreacted badly. When I went to Times Square at 10 years old, the bright lights, like, threw me totally off, and I was not okay with that. I freak out even now when I hear loud noises or smell bad things, and so, like, the hypersensitivity has definitely been a major effect in my life. And then, also, having giftedness and ADHD is, like... It's an interesting combination, as I said earlier, for academic reasons only. But it's also interesting just in social life. Because I don't talk about my giftedness that often. Because it's just been a part of my life. And I was diagnosed with giftedness when I was very young, obviously. Or tested for giftedness, I guess. And so I never really cared all that much about it. Because, like, it just... Was a thing, and I was like, okay, this is fine. Like, I never really realized how extreme of a part of my life it's been. Because, like, when I was younger, I solved math problems, I would solve puzzles, Grace left on the floor. I was tested for it, obviously, and they were very impressed with my puzzle skills, the people who tested me. But I never really realized what any of this meant. Because giftedness has just always been a part of my life. And it's not something I ever really considered. Because I didn't do too much besides the math. Like, I stayed in the same grade. And, like, nothing changed all that much. Because mostly for social reasons, we wanted to, like, keep me with the same people. And I liked the environment I had at my smaller school. So, like, I was just used to it. And everyone else was just used to it. So I I never really considered it, especially when I was younger. And the giftedness has never really phased me. And so the ADHD didn't really phase me at the beginning either. But then I grew more comfortable with it, I learned more about it, and I realized some of the importance that it had in my life through both its prevalence in my life and its just general impacts on me. Because I love my ADHD because I feel like it actually helps me in many ways. And it makes me who I am to have the ADHD. Even if I take medication to help me with school, like, I like having ADHD. It gives me some extra advantages. And, like, my hyperactivity has always been a part of my life, and I'm not gonna get rid of that. Like, I understand how that works. But, like, the giftedness has also just been a part of my life. But the ADHD really changed things for me because I realized, especially as I got older, I wanted to help other people that experience things like this and let them know that they're not alone. Because when I was younger, I never really realized that. Like Even when I was aware I had ADHD, I never really realized how many other people had ADHD and it never really came to my mind. And then, of course, it started becoming a bigger deal in my life and I learned more about it and I realized how many other people out there have ADHD, live with ADHD. I read books on it. I also learned about other forms of neurodiversity, and like that interests me a lot. Like I want those people to understand that they are not alone, that there's a whole bunch of people out there, and I want to help other people know how to help us in the best ways possible. Because sometimes what they think would be the best solution is not necessarily the best solution. Also, I just want to leave you guys on a final note, which is that ADHD, it, it varies across the board vastly much like many forms of neurodiversity. So what helps one person may not necessarily help another person. Even if a lot of us share the same stuff, we all have very different experiences. Even Patrick and I have very different experiences, and you will hear Patrick's story in a later episode. But still, like, in my life, I feel like there's many things that can help me that may or may not help other people with ADHD, but the most important thing is learning and being willing to listen to those people as they talk. And the same thing with other neurodiversities. If you don't know, just ask or look it up. Like, ask, be curious, be willing to try something new. That's all I can recommend for you with that. So in this episode, I talked about my giftedness and my ADHD diagnosis. So tune in next episode to listen to me talk about more things with neurodiversity. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Twice Exceptional. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at twice podcast and on YouTube at twice exceptional. If you liked this podcast, please follow us or leave a comment and let us know what you think.